this is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Thursday, September 16th, 2021. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. And never miss a show. Today, we have a very special guest. Heather McGarry is the AVP of Public Relations and Social Media for Lane Bryant and Cacique. Lane Bryant is the leading national specialty retailer for plus-size women offering apparel, intimate shoes, and accessories. Lane Bryant and Cacique operate e-commerce websites in over 600 stores throughout the United States. Heather has been with Lane Bryant for 15 years in a succession of roles in marketing and has over 25 years of experience in apparel marketing. As project manager for numerous Lane Bryant campaigns over the years, including I'm No Angel and Plus is Equal, she believes in a client-focused strategy, meeting her where and when she is ready to shop. She has been active in the Plus community since day one and is being honored at the several Silver Fox Fashion Soiree on September 18th for her work as a woman in the fashion industry. Lane Bryant is being honored as the 2021 Retail Brand of the Year at the Virtual Full Figured Industry Awards happening November 6th. Let's welcome Heather to the show. Hi, Heather. Hi, Shanice. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm so, so happy excited. to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you because it's been like nine years since you've been on this podcast, way too long. Wait, yeah, when you said that, I was like, really? It can't be. I, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I, I got quite a bit older. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I, I, but I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, but I'm so happy to be back. It's exciting. So tell me, how long have you been with Lane Bryant? Because I think as long as I've been in the Plus community, I think you've been at Lane Bryant. Yeah, it's been 15 years. So, you know, in the beginning in 2007, when we really started our influencer community, it was a little bit different back then. I mean, it was very different back then. I mean, I remember you and I in Vegas in 2010. I mean, that was... 11 years ago. So, right. yeah, I, you know, I'm a client and I, I love the clients and I think that that's, you know, why I've been here so long and I just, you know, it, it changes every day, right? And we've seen some big ups and downs, but I think where the plus community is today is just such, so many um, leaps and bounds over where we were. But yeah, 15 that- years. So it's been a while. <laughs> So over those 15 years, you've moved up the ladder, and so you're now AVP of Public Relations and Social Media. So tell me, what does that mean? What are your responsibilities and daily tasks? Well, I mean, you know, look, I've got a great team. Um, I support and encourage my team so that they can achieve their best work on a daily basis is really what I try to try to keep up with and making sure that everything's smooth for them. But, you know, it is influencer relationships. It's overall seasonal planning. I mean, we do a lot of internal planning, and we're working on three seasons at once. And, 
you know, it's keeping up with that on top of the daily social media posting schedule um, and working with our internal partners, you know, throughout the business, just really to ensure our customer is being best represented on our channels on with NPR and social. And it's, you know, I can't say that's what I love about social media and PR. And every time I interview somebody, I always say, look, this is not a nine to five job. Um, social media is 24 seven. So is PR. So I love that about my job that I'm not doing the same thing every day. Um, so, so yeah, and you know, it's a great, you know, the digital landscape right now is a great place to be. So it, it changes every day. I can't say what daily tasks um, because they really do change, which I love. So as you said, you know, we've both been in the plus industry for a long time pre-Instagram, but now Instagram is like everything. And you're working with a lot of influencers on Instagram. So how do you select the influencers you collaborate with? It's a lot different than it used to be, right? I mean, I... I started the Lane Bryant MySpace page, and things were not <laughs> the same. Um, in 2007, I started Twitter and Facebook, and it's it's changed over the years. You know, influencers are a they're like a key word now in every strategy and marketing planning session. So it's changed. It used to be like, oh, she's adorable. I want to work with her. I want to work with her. You know. You know, we did that, the first ever retail blogger conference at our home office in 2009. And it's amazing that seven out of the ten ladies that we had in, we're still working with. So I really cherish the brand loyal influencers who have been with us since our program started in 2007. But we do now look at a variety of attributes. It's almost as if they're vetted much like our models with many cross-department partners in a creative review. Um, You know, and also um, Lindsay on my team works to ensure, you know, potential influencers' overall feed and aesthetic meshes well with our own and where we're going with that season um, and our creative point of view and making sure that it's relatable to our customer. Um, So it's always going to be the strength of content and how it engages on our pages and also within our other channels because it used to be where we just used influencers on social media, but look, now we're using them in email on our site. Um, There have been many that we have used in our in-store windows um, and also our advertising, our paid advertising. So it's, it just is also, it's always dependent on that creative review for that. Do you do, do you do background checks on them? Um, we try to do our best. We've had a few go through. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's harder to do than it was prior. Um, a lot of things are under different names and, mm-hmm. you know, we don't find them until the end, um, or somebody else lets us know. We, you know, luckily we have a great group of people that will let us know. But if you remember back in 2010, you know, there was an issue when we went to Vegas, and it was right. It was pretty crazy, right? And there were, but there at that time there was really no um, background checks that we could do. But luckily, we do as much as we can and try to be diligent. So, what are some social media tips you can give to the listeners 
that want to work with national brands such as Lane Bryant? Um, you know, I think there's a few things. Seek inspiration from social media. You know, Instagram is the best place to find like creators to follow and be inspired by. You know, they may share tips as to how to capture your best content. Um, and if you're looking at a specific brand you want to work with, look at what they're sharing now. Um, but be intentional about what you post and only tag the brands in the imagery that you are actually wearing. I, I've had so many people do, you know, not do that. And I'm like, wow, this, that's, that's not a Gucci. But, um, <laughs> you, know, it's, it, you know, you just want to sort of um, make sure that you're watching the brands. And also, it's really nice to have access to a photographer, but I have got to say, you can really capture some quality content with an updated phone, a tripod, and a ring light. Um, it, you know, and video is a new thing. You know, look, TikTok's here to stay. Um, I can't say that we do a lot of TikTok ourselves. It's really not our customer demographic, but you know, we always watch it, but video content always does really well also. And what about the um, influencers that always post risque pictures? Does Lane Bryant want to work with risque influencers? Um, I can't say that we don't. I don't think, you know, Kasik is a, you know, a huge part of our brand. Um, you know, we, we came so far just with Kasik over the past 15 years. And, you know, we do do have a beautiful, seriously sexy collection. But you have to remember what happens on social media is a little different. As a brand, we get um, banned from certain things, like to post. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people can per- post their personal pictures if they're risque. But mm-hmm. if a brand does the same, often it gets um, shut down. You know, that particular ad will be taken down. So, you know, we have to be a little careful about it, and we have to remember who our client is. So our client is very – our demographic is varied. It is not just one person. It's not one ethnicity. It's not one age group because we're really going from 18 to 80, you know, if you think about Lane Bryant. Now, we do have some sweet spots in there, obviously, but, um, you know, in many stores across the country, we're the only plus-size store. So when you think about that, it, you know, we have to be able to know who our client is and how to continue on the right road there. So we're doing our best. I know that um, in the past there's always been some, you know, there's been certain backlash, especially during some of the big um, I'm No Angel campaigns and Plus is Equal. Um, but we do do our best and do our, try to do our due diligence on anything too risque. And speaking of those campaigns, a lot of the popular mainstream plus-size models got exposure and visibility from doing Lane Bryant campaigns. And I know a lot of my listeners want to know, how do you become a Lane Bryant model? Well, I'll tell you. um, That's a question that I've asked almost daily um, (laughs) on social media, too. And, you know, it's – we we do use um, – we typically cast models with agency representation. And there's a few reasons for that. A, because we are, are a national brand. We do do advertising. There's usage rates, et cetera. But there's also, you know, when we're shooting um, a photo shoot, which is usually monthly, 
we only have so much time in a day for shoots. And it doesn't usually work out where it's, it's not an experienced model. We can't get enough um, shots with the photographer that we've also hired the space. So for a larger campaign on our monthly photo shoots, it's usually to be um, definitely one of the um, models with more experience. Now, you know, also for our e-com models, that could be something different too, but we're still trying to get that shoot um, set for the day also taken care of. Now, I do recommend, you know, getting represented by an agency. You can always have an agent get in contact with our team and have the agent share your portfolio um, and share how they create your lane. You know, wearing Lane Bryant, you know, our social media team is always looking for great imagery to reshare on our social media channels. And maybe that's a, a, you know, a way to start. You know, you can always hashtag create your lane at Lane Bryant and, um, you know, we sift through some of those in what we call user-generated content, and very often we share it um, because you do opt in to us being able to share. But there's some, you know, some great imagery we love to share there. And are models and influencers starting to overlap? Because now I see models are including their social media numbers on their agency uh, profiles. It, it's crazy, right? But they are. And, yes. Yes and no. We have not done a lot with um, our models, namely because they also have social media followings. Um, but if you look at Ashley Graham, look, we used her for 10 years, and she's, she's a phenomenon now, right? I mean, her right. social media following is insane. Um, but then there's other models, you know, who are still coming up, but they are trying to do their influencers influencing also but it, it becomes a fine line and it really becomes contractual on the back end sometimes but often they you know offer in opt-in um, availability that we can also use their um, imagery on social media outside and above and if we wanted to pay them to post it on theirs it's you know but it's really great when a model or influencer can use their platform to promote the positivity and to be a source of inspiration for those who follow them and who also want to become a Lane Bryant model or any model. Um, but, you know, again, we're really looking for that intentional point of view. And I think sometimes they are, they are using that also to go into, um, I don't, you know, more of that influencer space. Where I don't mm -hmm. know if that's necessary for them either, um, but I would definitely say they're overlapping. I mean, you can look at in the mainstream media, um, outside of even the plus size community, that is very. You know, you've got your. You know, look at the Jenners. I mean, just for instance, I mean, their social media following is the reason why it's all about. Um, you know, it, why they're doing so well in business and they're getting uh, these crazy, impressive modeling gigs. I mean, it's very impressive. Right. And so much emphasis is put on social media today, unfortunately. I hate it. But is the number of is the number of followers a major factor when you are deciding who to work with? Is there like a number 
that they have to be above, like above 10000 or above 20000 for you to even consider them? I wouldn't say that. I would say most, but most of all, not major brands do look at the followings as criteria for influencer partnerships. I don't, namely, especially when we're doing localized content, host and store events, because you're looking at more of those localized areas. And geo, we can geo-target, you know what I mean? I mean, if we just mm-hmm. wanted to hit New Orleans, I mean, I would go to you. I would, you know, it, that would be something that I would be looking at. But I can't say that it's not a criteria. It always is going to be because, look, back in, you know, 2007 when I first started with Lane Bryant, it became um, – what do I, people didn't understand. The people, you know, in the upstairs offices did not understand what social media was. was they did not know what influencers were. It was hard to prove it to them. It, and it's still harder to prove to, like, when you're looking at finance teams and, um, you know, everybody who wants an ROI, you've got to tell me how many impressions. You've got to put a number to impressions. It's actually become so much more difficult to qualify um, on when we're using an influencer, when you're sitting in a round table. I wish I was the only one who got to weigh in anymore, but that isn't always true. Um, so I don't, but there is such an emphasis on social media today. And I, I agree with you. I mean, but it's only going to get bigger. And there's so many pros and cons to that. It's, you know, especially for the teenagers and, you know, things like that. It worries. I'm so glad I, I did not grow up in a world with social media. Right. But, you know, I mean, but it's here to stay. And, you know, I think it's just trying to roll with those punches. It changes. Every algorithm changes on almost a weekly basis on all of the channels. And it's it's hard to manage. You know, it's hard to keep up to date with all of it. So, but I will say social is here to stay, and I don't want to say that the number of followers is a major factor, but it's always going to be a criteria very often. Right. Now, Lane Bryan is being honored as the 2021 Retail Brand of the Year at the Full Figured Industry Award happening November 6th virtually. So is it exciting after all these years as a legacy brand to still get acknowledged by the Plus community? Oh, my gosh, yes. I can't tell you how excited I get because, and I'm lucky because I get to go to um, the majority of them, even if it's virtually the past year and a half, but um, I'm always excited. I I love, you know, the full-figured fashion weeks and, you know, everything in the past that we've really been able to, you know, show up as. And it's always nice even to get the the mainstream awards, um, but but they're never as fun. You know, and right. the events are never as fun for me. Um, but I, I just love um, being recognized. And it's, it's such an honor to receive an award that recognizes the incredible work and tireless dedication of our teams across the board, our merchants, our planners, finance, e-com. I mean, there's so many people that go into a brand, and very often everybody sees my face or they talk to Lindsay or Zach or, you know, the people that are on um, my team and they don't get to see all the people behind the scenes. And there's so many wonderful ones, and they get so excited about it, too. Um, so it's it's always great to be recognized by those in the industry who do appreciate the work we do to ensure the Plus community feels seen. 
um, supported and celebrated. You know, our purpose overall is to create confidence so that every woman achieves what she wants. And I think everybody from our sample coordinators to our um, finance planners um, to the merchants who are choosing, you know, the product feel the same way. So I think it's important, you know, always to be um, celebrated in that way. And I'm excited. I'm very excited. So what do you think makes Lane Bryant stand out from his competitors? Um, so, you know, that's, it's changed over the years, right? I mean, it, every time that, you know, you have new um, upper management or, um, you know, new people within the brand, and it does change, but at Lane Bryant, I feel like, you know, at least since I've been there, we have always been customer obsessed. Um, you know, always, you know, and this is sort of cliche, but always in the lane right beside her, um, you know, under, trying to understand what she needs and inspiring confidence through clothes, you know, empowering her. And I feel that people, you know, feel that genuinely right down to our associates in store. Our associates in store are our biggest blessing as a brand. And I cannot say enough about them because, they're so tuned with the customer. You know, I personally love to go, like at the holidays, um, often people from home office are asked to come in and do some holiday helpers. And I love it because I just get to go in there and I get to outfit people and I, I have so much fun. I can't, I, I think that they do the same. And I think they try to really make that feel the same way when they're helping somebody create a new look or you know, feel empowered to go to that job interview or, you know, even just be comfortable. A bra fit will change. I've seen women cry over a bra fit, you know, finding the right bra. And it's, those are the things that are so different from, you know, our competitors in my eyes. Um, you know, and of course I do competitive shopping I, competitively online, but I always, you know, as a client, still come back to, you know, Lane Bryant for, you know, especially when I want to go in store and pick something out. And I really think, you know, we've been listed for the new week, um, brick and mortar retailers, uh, America's best customer service. And I really do believe that that's true. So I would really say that it's always our in-store associates and all the teams there. Now, I mentioned the Full Figured Fashion um, Awards is virtual, and that's due to the coronavirus pandemic. So how did the pandemic right. uh, affect your business? Um, like, are you still having in-store events? Um, it, look, like other retailers, we've certainly had to pivot our approach is how we best serve the customer. Um, you know, we switched some of our apparel focus um, to clothing and accessories. Um, the outfit her new lifestyle. Um, you know, she's working from home, working in a hybrid environment or headed into the office on a daily basis. We still have wardrobe solutions for her. I will say, um, Lane Bryant, I know that there's a lot of brands out there that really were hit much harder than I think we were. And I think there's a, a few reasons for that. Um, you know, we had that comfort you know, already built into our um, apparel, whether it be Cacique or Lane Bryant. I mean, bras like the Comfort Bliss bra, it's 
you know, or the extra soft, lightly lined full coverage is something that really, you know, people were looking for, you know, as they were at home. Our Livy and Athleisure were there already. So it was something where people drove to. Also, inventory issues across the board have been hard for every single retailer in this country. I mean, I blame everything on the Suez Canal when I can't explain why a code is not in yet. Um, and I know that's not fair, but, you know, that happened to everybody. I mean, it, you know, we're still waiting on cargo containers, you know, waiting to come into, you know, through the ports. And a lot of things got pushed out. So that's still affecting every retailer out there. I think Lane Bryant was a little um, luckier than some because, our inventory was so big, and from our own factories, I think it was easier to get through. I feel for the smaller retail brands that were really hit hard and just were not able to push it through. Um, Did you have to close any locations due to COVID? Well, we yeah, – oh, definitely, most definitely. I mean, when this first happened, you know, we were shut down for six months, I mean, across the board. I mean – it was funny. March 17th, I was supposed to be headed into New York City for an event, and it, it, you know, they stopped us on March 16th. Thank goodness, you know, now. But, you know, we had ended up we were opening a new store there on 34th Street, and we ended up having to close it. I mean, there was just no way to get around it. Um, so yes, I would say there was. I don't want to give an exact number, but there was 80 to 100 stores that we unfortunately had to close. And there was, yeah, there was numerous reasons. Um, You know, and some of them may have already been on the closing list and we were opening because very often what we do, and I know you've seen it um, before, is we'll move to a strip mall or we were moving out of a mall that was, you know, closing down or, Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those stores were to move to a new location, and we put a halt to it at that time. We are starting to open new stores again, and we have, I think it's eight grand openings coming up in the next year, before the end of the year. And I'm very excited about that because, you know, those are the things that, you know, brick and mortar is always going to be our best asset, and we definitely want to be there. So I think. You know, with those grand openings, I would love to get us back up to where we were as far as store count. But, you know, a lot of people ended up going to online shopping. And before COVID, we were probably, I think it was 21%. I could be wrong. You know what? I'll take that back. I believe it was 18% of our sales were online. Mm -hmm. Obviously, during COVID, it became 100%. And I think we're close to almost 30 now, 30%. People are still online shopping, whether it yeah. be COVID-related or not, or they just became comfortable doing it because they had to. Um, and so before they just always wanted to go in store, you know, and people have shopped Lane Bryant for so long, I think it was a little easier because they knew their size. Right. And because we have those fit panels, you know, we have a – over 2,000 women that we have on fit panels across the country. And, you know, we still sent them samples. We still got the feedback. We made sure that our fit, you know, continued through. So there wasn't a big alteration. Um, although, look, 
people gain 10 pounds. Some people lost 10 pounds. Some of us gained 20. I'm not calling out any names, Heather, <laughs> but <laughs> during COVID. But, you know, you, but at least if you know your brand, you know what you're, you know, looking for. And um, you know your sizes. So I think it was easier to shop online. Now, Lane Bryant has evolved as a brand celebrating its diverse audience by creating products for Pride Month, Black History Month, and Hispanic Heritage Month. Now, not, other, not many other brands are doing this, especially in the plus-size market. So why is this important to Lane Bryant? So, you know, even before all the cultural unrest, and I bring that up because I think a lot of people tried to jump in um, after that, we always thought it was important beforehand, too. And we always have had our Pride collections. We've always had our Black History Month collections. And, you know, I think it's just because it's ingrained in our brain because we don't have, you know, such a demographic that we can go to, say, you know, down to ethnicity. It's so varied. Um, There's not one. And honestly, women of color make up probably 30 to 40 percent of our customer base. So. Mm It is important to the brand. It's important to our clients, so it's important to us. Um, you know, and the best, we want our customer, whoever it may be, to feel encouraged, you know, empowered, and when, especially when she encounters the brand. Look, Women History Month is another huge one for us because we're a women's brand, but we're also a women's brand who represents all ethnicities. So, it is important to us, and I, I don't know if you've been able to check out the Hispanic Heritage Month that started yesterday, but wow, the four influencers that we have there are just killing it, and they look so great, and there's going to be a lot of Instagram stories there, and, um, you know, because representation matters to her, and it matters to us. Right. And I can honestly say that, and that's from the top down at Lane Bryant, and it always has been. It's always been instilled. Um, you know, and it's sometimes I won't lie. There's always been, um, you know, a few people we've had in upper management that was like, oh no, we got to go for this. We got to go for that. It always came back around and it became important to enough people that it became important to, um, the entire brand. So I feel very lucky that we didn't have to go jump in, you know, after, you know, there was the civil unrest because there's always been civil unrest but it was just so pronounced you know especially um over the past year and i feel like more brands are finally getting it and i hope they do i really do yeah and i it's popular because the stuff sells out because i wanted to buy the i'm black and blessed shirt or whatever it said and it was sold out when i got to the website so i didn't even get a chance to get Uh one it's going crazy. So I think finally our um, planners are like, oh, we got to we gotta up those. So they are. And I'm excited about that too. Our inventory should definitely be um, up. But I will say this past year inventory has been rough for everybody. So I'm sure some of those shirts, because they are the screen tees, they come from certain different markets um, and factories. I, I believe um, – you know, our women's empowerment shirts, I don't think even came in until mid-March. A few of them, not all of them. 
but it was just it, it was a lot of inventory issues too. But I do believe we're set and ready to go go forward. Now tell me about Lane Bryant's philanthropic efforts with organizations such as Dress for Success and the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Um, so both of our brand philanthropic partnerships really embody our brand mantra of supporting and inspiring women. Um, you know, we believe that caring for women and providing opportunities to give back, lead, and live well in, is very important. Um, our partnership with the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, um, you know, is really about providing um, dollars for diagnostic testings and treatments to aid in finding a cure for breast cancer. So it's a little bit different, and we really celebrate the researchers and the survivors or thrivers is what we're calling them now. And it's it's always been important to us. Look, bras are one of our top sellers. Um, and, you know, that, that's the girls. Every woman is important. We believe in, you know, really trying to keep them healthy. And so, you know, we've been working with them for years now, and it just gets bigger and better every year. And, you know, supporting Dress for Success, their mission to empower women to achieve, you know, the economic independence. And they provide a network of support. It's not just attire, but they also give a lot of development tools to help women thrive in work and in life with donations, um, both product and monetary. So I feel like it's, it just makes sense. It is not, um, it's not certain things you know, there's a lot of philanthropic opportunities out there, and it's hard to say no to some. It really is. But I think because we have picked these two and this is what we're going to do, it sort of alleviates our need to continue to always try to find something new because these two we feel very, very strongly about. And, you know, we've raised millions for both, and I'm excited. And a lot of that is our client. You know, whether it be the register roundup in store, um, you know, our client bringing in clothes. Um, something about Dress for Success, if any of the listeners hear this, plus size clothing is the least donated. And mm-hmm. it is the most needed um, clothing that they need at their boutiques. So if you're near to a Dress for Success and you have some plus size clothing as you're, you know, pulling out your um, fall clothes, please donate it. Um, it's very important there. And some exciting news. You are being honored at the Silver Fox Fashion and Awards Soiree as a woman over 50 in fashion. Are you excited about that? I am. I am. Look, we've both been friends with Gwen DeVoe for years, and she's always treated us so well as a brand. And just as a person, I consider her a friend. And when she asked me, I was, I was just, I was overwhelmed. First, I had to remember that I turned 50 this year. Yeah, I was about to say, I didn't then, even know you were over 50. <laughs> I just turned 50. And I was like, do I want that out there? Oh, heck with it. I don't care, you know. But I was like, yeah, I was like, absolutely. You know, and this is going to be my first trip into the city this week, and I leave tomorrow, and I'm excited. I'm so excited to see the faces I haven't been able to see. And, just really connect and talk to everybody and, you know, see how everybody's doing because it's hard, you know, 
you know, we do some of the virtual events over, you know, during COVID, but it's Zoom calls are not the same as in person. And I just, I'm excited to see everybody and get dressed up for a day and enjoy myself. And I am so excited. I'm so honored to be in that whole group of women that is being honored. So yeah, I'm really excited. Well, congratulations. And it's like, as you've been working for Lane Bryant, you've kind of been establishing a personal brand in the community as well. Um, I mean, you're almost like an influencer too. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. I will say, I mean, some of the memes I did for Lane Bryant in the beginning of COVID when I was mowing um, in my dress and heels, and I don't know if you saw that one, but it, it went over pretty well. Um, and you were but, interviewing people on Instagram? Yes, that's true. I, I Yeah, Nina West, I've had quite a few. So it's done the Instagram Live, you know, you just sort of fit in. But, you know, there are some, so many of these women and people I've known um, for many years, and many are my friends, I mean, including yourself, it's just been a – it's a community, you know, and I, I feel like sometimes – when new people try to come into the community and they're always welcome, I think a lot of people, um, such as yourself, such as Maddie Jones, such as Gwen DeVoe, they need to re- re-look at it. They need to understand who, um, you know, really started all this stuff. And it, it was back in 2007, 2008. And, you know, I'm just it's so excited that I've been around long enough to enjoy everybody and see all of the successes everybody has had. Yes. Well, congratulations on your award. It's a blessing to be 50 because with this COVID-19, everybody didn't get to make it to 50. So congratulations. I know. Yes. God bless Erica Watson and her family too. I think about her very, very often and so many others. I've lost friends and family and it's, it's been, it's, it's rough. It's hard. So So do you, do you have anything else happening we can be on the lookout for? So or did we cover everything? Looking, I think we've covered everything. I will say everything I can talk about. How about that? And hopefully I can come back on and share with you with you some new things happening in 2022. Um, really, you know, a lot of things were put on hold during COVID. And I think people are still trying to figure out where we're going um, you know, with these variants too, unfortunately, but we do have some great plans for 2022 and, and I can't thank the clients and all of the influencers and plus community for supporting us through it. It's, it's been great. And, but we will have some exciting information sometime soon. <laughs> well, thank you Ben, for being on the show today. I know you're very busy and have things to do. Don't let it be another nine years before you come uh, back on my podcast. It will not. I promise. I promise you that. Absolutely not. And before you go, tell us Lane Bryant's official website and social media pages. Sure. Um, it's lanebryant.com is our website and com. You can get there through both. Lane Bryant, one word, on Facebook and Instagram, and also at Cacique Intimates on Facebook and Instagram. And I got to say, I wear Cacique every day. I'm wearing it right now while I'm doing the interview. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I haven't changed. Honestly, I was wearing it before I started working at Lane Bryant and got my discount. But uh, it is the best. It's the best bra in the world. I, I can't say enough. If you need support, you get Cacique. 
And that's bras and panties and everything they offer. I mean, and I've always said, you know, what's underneath it all is what makes an outfit. Yes, because I've actually gotten compliments where a woman will say, how did you get your breasts to sit up so high? What bra are you wearing? And I say, because yeah. Yep, I say it all the time. I can't tell you. that it's All the time, I always say that. And I, I literally walk around with a tape measure because I'm the worst when it comes to this. But I, I can see a woman, and she's not wearing the right size bra, and I'm just like, mm. Do I go up to her? Do I say something? And often I will. And there, you know what? It's it's funny to me that it's been so long since they had a bra fit, and they're like, wow, I had no idea. Because I, I try to be as very coy about it, you know, not to embarrass anybody. Um, but often they are so excited to just just know what their real size is because most people don't. Um, so it's so important. And Believe me, it helps your back, too. <laughs> yes, it really does. It really does. Well, thanks, Heather. I know you got to go, so we could talk forever. But thanks again for I all know. your support over the years. And I just love Lane Bryant and love you. And thank you so much again. Love you, too. Thank you so much, Janice. And stay well okay. down there. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of your day. You, too. Bye-bye. Bye. So thank you to my guests. This evening, Heather McGarry, she is so wonderful in the Plus community. Elaine Bryant has been a supporter of mine for years, supports my events, my podcast, and everything. So definitely check out Lane Bryant, but I don't even have to tell you that everybody wears Lane Bryant. And make sure if you're interested in buying tickets to see Heather get um, honored at the Silver Fox awards, go to www.silverfoxmodelcamp.com and to see Lane Bryan get the retail award at the Full Figured Industry Awards, visit the Fias, that's T-H-E-F-F-I-A-S dot com. So make sure you go and buy tickets for both of those events. And thank you again for tuning in. I've been your host, Shanice Lewis. Until next time, Keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to the Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com.